Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Please contact your account representative for more information on these risks. Past performance is not indicative of future results. If you like grain markets and other stuff, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Here's your host, Joe Baklovic. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Grain Markets and Other Stuff Podcast. Thank you for joining me. It is uh, Friday morning as I speak here ahead of the three-day Memorial Day holiday weekend. Uh, everybody be safe out there. Make sure you remember uh, why we observe this holiday. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe, uh, whether it's Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, whichever app it is that you use, jump on there and subscribe so you are alerted when new content is posted. If you like the podcast, leave me a review. Tell me why you like it. If you don't like the podcast, leave me a review. Tell me why you don't like it. I would like to hear any and all feedback. If you have questions, uh, shoot me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I would love to hear from you, and I would answer uh, any questions that you may have uh, on the podcast. So most of the content that I've thrown out here lately has been more market-related, more news-related, what's going on in the markets. This is going to be more of kind of a general marketing discussion revolving around carry, uh, capturing carry, and really my goal here is to simplify this. I think there are some misconceptions out there. I think that sometimes this concept can be drastically overcomplicated and uh, it is not complicated. This is actually a very simple concept um, that I think has been maybe overcomplicated by some people in the industry or maybe just the way that it's presented or has been presented is not necessarily uh, the easiest thing uh, to follow for for some of you. But um, this is going to be hopefully short and sweet and hopefully you'll, you'll uh, uh, end uh, you're listening of this episode with maybe a little bit better knowledge and maybe some things that you weren't aware of or maybe just a better understanding of of the spreads, the carries, how to capture carry. So we always hear in grain marketing, you go to a grain marketing meeting, um, you listen to a webinar, you, you uh, listen to people on the radio and they talk about capture and carry. Well, let's first start off with, with what is carry. Carry is defined uh, in the futures market. We have carry when a nearby contract is trading below a deferred contract. So in the corn market right now, as an example, we have nearby July futures at about $3.16. We have December futures at $3.31. So you've got, what, 15 or 16 cents of carry from July to December. Um, When does carry occur and why does it occur? Carry is typically indicative of a market that is well-supplied or a bear market, um, a market that doesn't have supply issues. So you look at the corn market right now, we're obviously well supplied. We're in bear market territory. We've got carry in the market. That's typically when carry occurs in a market. Um, the, the textbook definition of carry, some people would call it contango. That's not a word that we use a lot um, in, in the grain business. Uh, we usually talk about carry, you know, the carry from, from July to D, so the carry from December out to July of next year, that sort of thing. So when you have carry in a market that is typically indicative of a bear market scenario or a market that is at least well supplied or potentially oversupplied. The opposite of a carry market is 
what we would call an inverted market. Um, when you have a nearby contract that is trading above a deferred contract, we would call that an inverted market or maybe a market that's in backwardation. And um, the way those markets typically, when you, when you have an inverted market or a market that's in backwardation, um, or you have some sort of inversion that is typically indicative of a market that is maybe not so well supplied it's often something that you see in bull market scenarios um so it's it's pretty much the opposite of of what you have in a carry market now recently in these grain markets you know we've been in in bear market territory here for several years now we have had carry in the markets a lot more often than we've had inversions. Inversions are not something that we've seen a lot uh, of in these grain markets as of late because we've been in, in bear market territory. We've been oversupplied. We haven't had weather issues. Um, we've got a trade war going on. Uh, we've got coronavirus. We've got African swine fever. Uh, there's just there's just we've been oversupplied. The the ratios in terms of you know things like. Um, uh, Stocks to use ratios, uh, carry outs, those things have all been pretty healthy. So that's why we've had carry in the market. So, so to, to break down simply, carry when you're when your nearby contracts are below your deferred contracts, like we've got in the corn market right now, right now, for as an example, that's that's when we have carry. That's typically indicative of a bear market or well supplied market. And uh, the opposite would be true of, of maybe a bull market or a market that's not so well supplied when you see inversions. Now, there's exceptions to that. Um, there are times when a bear market can be inverted or or um, a bull market could have carry. But uh, that's that's kind of typically how I think of it. If we don't if we don't have any carry, that probably means we have some sort of supply issue. Um, if we've got a lot of carry, that means we're probably well supplied. So how do you capture carry? There's always this discussion about, you know, you're a farmer, you need to improve your marketing, you need to capture that carry. That's what you need to do. Um, I think there are some misconceptions about how to capture carry. Let me make this very, very clear. There are only two ways to capture carry. There are only two ways. The first one is to sell a deferred contract at a higher price or hedge that deferred contract. So if you want to capture, say, say the carry from July corn to December corn, and I know most of you guys don't carry over corn between marketing years, but assuming you did, to capture that carry, there's only two ways to do it. You've got to either, um, the first one would be to make a sale using the December futures contract or put a hedge under December futures using some kind of options contract. Um, that's the first way to do it. You've got to do something with that higher price deferred contract in order to lock in that price. That's the first way to capture carry. The second way would be to take an existing sale. So say an existing hedge in the July futures, the nearby, and then roll that hedge to December to pick up that 15 or 16 cents. That would be the second way to do it. You cannot capture carry by just putting on a spread trade in a futures account. Um, I've seen, I've seen bad uh, recommendations in the past saying, let's capture carry by uh, bull spreading the market on the futures board. We're going to buy July futures and sell December futures, and that's how we're going to capture carry. That does not capture carry. It doesn't do it because that carry doesn't have to go anywhere in regard to that specific spread. We may get to a situation where the July futures just expire here at 316 and December futures are at 331, and then eventually the December futures could make their way down to 315 or 316. So in that scenario, if that were to happen, um, bull spreading that market on paper doesn't do anything for you. So there's only two ways to do it. You have to either sell that deferred contract or 
at a higher price than the nearby when you've got the carry. You've got to either make that sale or buy a put option, do some sort of spread strategy, uh, option spread strategy to, to set a floor on that deferred contract, or you've got to take an existing sale and roll it. Those are the only two ways to do it. There is no other way to do it. Um, so that that may be one of the big misconceptions, really. Now, in, in bear markets like we've seen recently, um, selling these higher-priced deferred contracts has been an excellent, excellent, excellent strategy over the last several years. A lot of the best sales that I've seen made or that I've advised over the last several years involved selling futures contracts or you know HTAs in, in uh, markets that are six months out, a year out, a year and a half out. Stuff like that has worked really well recently because we've been in these carry markets. Now, this, this cycle that we're in right now, this bear market cycle where we've got carries pretty consistently, it will end at some point in time. And there will be a point in time where this strategy of just consistently selling carry and then rolling and capturing more carry, there will be a time where that doesn't work. But we are not in that time right now. This is a time when selling the carry has really been a great strategy. And, uh, you know, just like anything, past performance, of course, is not indicative of future results. And uh, the, the future could change. I believe we will cycle out of this kind of bear market cycle at some point in time. Okay, so now I think I, I, I hope I've given you a basic understanding of, of how to capture carry and um, what carry is, what an inversion is that sort of thing. So let me give you some specific examples. This is the real nitty gritty of it. And this is what you need to know. There are basically three spreads that I watch. There are one for every, there's one for every commodity that I'll give you an example of. We're going to do one for corn. We're going to do one for soybeans. We're going to do one for uh, HRW wheat. I'm going to start with the HRW wheat. The spread that I like to watch in the HRW wheat is the July versus the following December. So as of right now, July 20 versus December 21. The reason that I watch that is because, you know, the July is considered like your first new crop contract. So a lot of people will put their hedges in July. And then if they've got bin space, they may be able to put the wheat in the bin at harvest and then roll to July. So what I look at are long-term spread charts, which tell me what the, the spread from July to December in Kansas City wheat has done historically. And by looking at that spread chart, I know that anytime that spread gets to, I don't know, 30 cents, that over the last 10 years, 30 to 40 cents has, has been an excellent, excellent place to roll hedges um, over the last really since 2008, 2009. Now, prior to that, it had been 20 or 25 cents, but I can look back at this thing all the way back to the 1980s. And um, I know that whenever that spread gets out at this point, probably to 30 cents, 35 cents, that's when I'm going to start rolling my July sales to December to capture that carry. And if you haven't priced the wheat, um, you can just go ahead and make that December Kansas City wheat sale to capture the the, the capture the carry if you haven't already priced it uh, with the July. Now, how do you get a copy of, of these charts? Uh, there's a couple different ways. Uh, I get my charts from a company called More Research. That's more spelled M-O-O-R-E. And uh, they provide a subscription service where they have all of these long-term charts that go way back to the 70s and 80s. And I look at this stuff religiously. Uh, the other way, of course, um, uh, sales pitch, sign up for my newsletter. And I tell I, I tell you exactly when I'm 
taking these existing sales and rolling them or when I'm capturing carry based on what these things have done historically. So Kansas City wheat, uh, bottom line here, about 30 cents, maybe 35, could be as wide as 40. That's when I will look to take my July Kansas City wheat sales and roll them to December. Let's go to soybeans. The uh, spread that I watch in soybeans is the November out to the following July. So in this example, as we sit here today, it would be Nov 20 versus uh, July 21. Why do I follow that spread? Because the November 20 spread is kind of your first new crop contract. That's where most of the guys put their hedges and HTAs initially when, when it comes to forward contracting. And then if you've got the bin space, you can roll out to July. And it doesn't have to be July. That's just the one that I use. If you're going to only go out to March or May, that's fine too. But I watch the November versus the following July uh, soybean spread. And the long-term chart that goes all the way back to the 80s tells me that if this thing gets out anywhere from 35 to 50 cents, and it can get as wide as, as 50, um, that's when I should be rolling it. And uh, it's pretty simple for me to look at this chart and say, you know what, historically, if that spread gets anywhere near 50 cents, even if it gets anywhere near 40 cents, it's probably to my advantage to start thinking about capturing that carry. So again, November soybeans out to the following July, anywhere from 35 to 50 cents, that's probably where I'm looking uh, to capture carry to roll this stuff forward. Let's go to corn. The corn spread that I like to watch is the December versus the following July. And uh, in this example, it would be, as we sit here today, DS 20 versus uh, July 21. In that spread, historically, if you can roll it at 25 cents and capture 25 cents of carry, meaning December corn is trading 25 cents under the following July, that's been a really good spot to capture carry. And we're actually to that point right now in the market. That spread is trading 25 and a half cents as I speak here this morning. So you are already to a point in the in the new crop corn market where you could viably roll your spreads or roll your uh, existing sales for DS20 at levels that are historically very good. That 25 and a half cents historically is is pretty darn good for um, for capturing carry in the corn market. And that kind of brings me to my next point, which is that you do not have to wait until you get to contract expiration to roll this stuff. As a matter of fact, a lot of times, like in the corn market right now, as an example, the opportunity will come when nobody's paying attention to it. I don't know that anybody's really thinking about rolling existing December corn sales out to July 21 right now, but the opportunity exists to do it right now. And uh, that is why it's so important to pay attention to this stuff, because sometimes the opportunities exist when there's uh, people aren't paying attention. Like right now, it's we're in the middle of planting or close toward the end of planting, I guess, for a lot of people. It's during planting. The markets in terms of flat price are really terrible. I think a lot of people have probably just stopped paying attention to their marketing. And that's not the thing to do because even though there's not a flat price opportunity, there are spread opportunities right now. And I just told you about one, the DS20 out to July 21 corn. If you've got existing sales on the books, that spread is historically, it's it's in the ballpark where you should think about rolling it and capturing that carry. Now, there's one caveat to all of this. Uh, CME Group, uh, I think a year or two ago now, changed their uh, storage rates. And I'm not going to get into the specifics of how storage rates and how costs of carry are calculated. But CME changed the storage rates and the spreads theoretically now have the ability to trade wider 
than they could have previously. So I talk about that that December out to July 21 corn spread. 25 to 30 cents is very good historically. Yes, it is. But we now have the potential to take that spread a lot wider than we did in previous years. We have yet to really, how do I put this? this the spreads have yet to really kind of flex their muscles in terms of, of widening out to, to crazy levels that we've never seen before. Um, but that's something that's possible. So when I say that that December, to 20, December 20 to July 21 corn spread at 25 is good, it is good historically. That's not to say that it couldn't get wider. It, that thing could go out to 45 cents. It, it could because of that increased storage rate. Now, does that happen? I don't know. Um, this is kind of a, a, a gray area for the time being. I'm treating these spreads for the moment when it comes to my grain marketing kind of as if nothing's changed until they show me that, that the market's interested in trading these expanded storage rates and really pushing these things out to levels we haven't seen before, I'm going to kind of keep acting. Me personally, this is just my, my personal thought on it. Other people probably have different opinions. I'm going to keep acting as if the spreads are how they've always been. I'm going to, I'm going to trade them according to my historical charts until something really changes. And there's going to be a year where I leave a bunch of carry on the table. I, I can probably guarantee you that. I just don't know if it's going to be this year, next year, five years from now, uh, whatever. But uh, that's that's the one caveat. Um, so again, to, to kind of summarize here, there are only two ways to capture carry. There are only two ways. Um, you either have to make the deferred sale uh, using that deferred contract, which is higher price. This is assuming we have carry in the market, or you have to take an existing sale and roll it into a higher price deferred contract. Those are the only two ways. You can't do it really using a future spread. Um, you can do it using some sort of options hedge in that deferred higher priced contract and set a floor there. You can kind of do it that way, but there's there's really not any other way to do it. Um, and I think the most important thing, if, if I was a farmer and I was grow, I would say I would say I'm a corn, uh, corn soybean guy in the Midwest. I would have these charts that I just discussed: that December out to next July corn, um, that November out to next July soybeans. Those long-term charts. I would have those things plastered on my wall, and I would keep an eye on those spreads on a daily or at least a weekly basis, and be aware when the opportunities present themselves. Because, like I said, they don't. You don't have to wait till expiration to take advantage of this stuff. And a lot of people, I think, just think that that's the case. They'll just go with the idea that ah, well. I'll just leave that December corn sale on until I have to roll it. And that is, that's not the right way to do it. The right way to do it is to roll it when the market gets to a historically wide level of carry that offers you the best opportunity. And that's, that's the right way to think of it. Um, if you want copies of these charts, um, either sign up for more research, um, just, just Google them, more research, M-O-O-R-E, research. Uh, they, I've subscribed to them for years. Their, their data is invaluable to me, um, as a grain marketer or, uh, shameless plug, sign up for my newsletter, go to standardgrain.com, click on grain marketing plan. Um, I send this stuff out, uh, to my customers. I let them know when the spread opportunities are available and, uh, that would be another way to do it. But I think that this is, this is a must have for anybody marketing grain and uh, if you are not paying attention to these spreads and what they've done historically, you are uh, you're out of the loop. You're behind the ball game. This is not complicated. It just takes a little bit, just a little tiny bit of extra work, little tiny bit of extra discipline to know when 
to roll these spreads, um, how to do it. It's not complicated. It's not rocket science. This is a concept that I think has been overcomplicated, and it's really not. It's very simple. If you have questions about this conversation, send me an email to info at standardgrain.com. I'm sure there's something I missed. So if you do have questions or you misunderstood something, uh, shoot me an email. If you do need some help with your grain marketing, again, Check out that subscription service. Go to standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Uh, sign up for that deal. It's billed through PayPal. It's 49 bucks a month. You can cancel it at any time. I don't rope you in anything. You don't have to be a futures or options trader. And you don't have to be a futures or options trader to, to do exactly what I just told you to do in regard to carry these spreads, uh, rolling contracts. You can do it. You can do all this through HTA contracts. I mean, you really can. The, the elevators just about everywhere in the country will let you roll an HTA contract to capture that carry. And that's exactly what you should be seeking to do when the opportunity presents itself. Everyone have a wonderful three-day weekend. Um, I will talk to you next week.